0: You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. Well, good morning and uh, welcome to Riverside Community Church. If you are new with us today and I've never had the opportunity to meet you, then I would love the opportunity to do so. After service, I'll invite you. I'll just be right around this area. If I've not met you yet, please come see me, okay? Because I want to be able to connect with you. Uh, my name is Dave Longstreth. I'm the outreach pastor here at Riverside, and it's good to have you here uh, on this Sunday morning with us. And if you have your smart devices, your smartphones or tablets or whatever, um, you can follow along with my notes. They're very exciting. I'm sure you'll get a lot out of them. Um, there's even a little fill-in-the-blank part, a little special surprise for you there, Uh, so please check it out follow along with my notes on our Riverside app and you'll click on the today button and this is Oakmont so you'll click on Oakmont and there they will be we are continuing in our annual theme for this year and uh, let me ask you what is that what's our annual theme oh man that was just I'm done I'm leaving goodbye let's try it again what's our annual theme okay thank you um, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And during this year of this theme, All In, we're going to be challenged each week to go all in for God. Why? Because God has gone all in for us, hasn't he? And this week we're finishing up uh, part four. This is a, a message series titled Even Me. No one is too far from God. On social media, we're using the hashtag #EvenMeRCC. Uh, for those of you listening by podcast, thank you for joining us. Hope to see you. Hope to see you at Riverside soon. And um, I want to. I want to say this because this idea of all in. Since God has gone all in for me, He's gone all in for you too. And maybe you sit here today and you're just like, i not. I don't know if I buy that yet. I don't know if God is all in for me. No way. How could a perfect God, how could a perfect holy God who, who hates evil, who hates wrong living, how could a God like that go all in for someone like me? Trust me, I felt that way before too. And sometimes I still find it difficult to believe. Honestly, whenever I think about it and I think about what's in my heart sometimes or I think about where I've come from and what I've been through, I think, how can that be? Well, Romans 10 13 says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And it's all throughout scriptures that we see these kind of messages. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't say that some who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't say that only those who already have it together and they call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. It doesn't say only those who've done more good than bad, okay, the old scales thing, those will be saved. It says, what? All will be saved, right? And that's how God has gone all in for each of us. No matter who we are. No matter what things that we've done. No matter what lurks in our hearts sometimes. Jesus Christ. God's own son. Left heaven to be born a humble human birth. To walk with us as one of us. To ultimately sacrifice his own life. So that every single one of us. Could have a right relationship. With a perfect And holy God. If we would only choose to believe and follow him. And that's the gospel. That's the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. He he died for us who are privileged. He died for those who have nothing. He died for us do-gooders. And nice people. Just as much as he died for the hateful. Most evil person. Who exists in our world. And this. While maybe doesn't seem very just. Or very fair. This is good news and this is the good news that has saved me and it's the good news that saves you. Before we jump into the message today, I just had to share that from my heart and I want to just uh, I want to take a moment and just pause and let's give thanks to God for that salvation that we find through Jesus Christ. God, we thank you and we love you. Thank you so much for making a way for unholy and even at times we... <laughs> We can be pretty dark people who are self-centered, who screw up a lot. Thank you, God, for making a way that we could have a right relationship with you, a perfect holy God. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, have you ever saw dominoes falling? Okay? I actually, I thought about whenever I was putting this together here, that I would maybe bring some dominoes in, set them up all across the stage, do something really crazy, but then I thought the worship team would just mess it up, so, you know, I didn't. Um, While I love to watch dominoes falling, it's just so satisfying to me to see thousands or tens of thousands of dominoes falling and hearing how they sound whenever they bang off of each other there and how they are transformed because when they're just standing tall, they look this way, and then whenever they fall, they look this way. I, to me, it's just art, artistry, and I love it. And uh, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go on and on and on with, and tempt you with, with all this awesomeness about dominoes without bringing a video to share today. So I did. This is a video that, just from a couple guys who I guess had nothing better to do than set up these domino tricks and then tape it with multiple cameras. Um, you'll have to forgive some of the crude edits that I had because it's like a three and a half minute video and I figured as much as I want to watch three and a half minutes of dominoes falling, maybe you don't. So I chopped it down to about a minute and here it is. All right. Now, I love this crowd, okay, because the nine o'clock service did not do all the oos and ahs that you did. I could have brought the three-minute video. Oh, man, I wish I would have known this. Oh, well. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it as much as I do because I love that. It's so fun to watch and listen to, isn't it? Uh, it's amazing to me how long it takes to set all of those up, right? And what happens when you make a mistake? <laughs> I think when you're setting them up, I think I've seen this before, right? That makes sense that you would just leave like big gaps and then very carefully at the end, you would go fill those little gaps so that if you just happen to mess up, it's only going to take a section out instead of the whole thing. But yeah, whatever. I could nerd out on this for a while and I won't. Um, But it takes so long to set them up and it falls so quickly. And it's just awesome to see all of that. I think it's so artistic Well, I showed you this video because I want to point to something called the domino effect. And I want to apply that spiritually speaking. And in our message today, the domino effect is really a picture of lives being changed for God. Okay, so when we see those dominoes hit each other and fall down, really it's a picture of lives being tilted towards Christ. And you are here today... Because somebody was the domino that tilted you towards Christ. I'm here today because of somebody behind my faith and my story of faith, coming to faith, was the domino that tilted me towards Jesus. And somebody was the domino that tilted them and so on and so forth. Right? My grandmother, Nora McConaughey, she was born into a Christian family. 1910. She gave birth to nine children uh, when she was older. Um, When she was 44, 45 years old, she gave birth to the ninth child. And that was my mom, Joyce, who married my dad later in life and gave birth to a handsome young devil. And uh, that's me. And my grandmother lived with, uh, with us, uh, not when I was young, but during my teenage years. And I say that because I'm getting somewhere with this. I went through my share of problems as a teenager. Um, I, my lifestyle wasn't godly. I was self-centered. I sought all the temporary pleasures that I thought life had to offer. And I turned my back on the faith that was passed down to me for many years of my young life. Um, and I will leave it at that. Use your imagination. Um, But my grandmother, she prayed for me every day. And my mom, she prayed for me every day. And throughout my young life, they both spoke into my life on numerous occasions. And I always appreciated it, but I rarely responded to it. Until one day, when I turned away from the world that I had lived for, that I was a part of, I turned away from it because I realized that God loved even me. I didn't realize that God loved someone like me. I realized that God loved even me. And that day, my grandmother's prayers were answered. That day, my mom's prayers were answered. And the dominoes of their lives caused me and my life to tilt towards Jesus. And here I am today, standing in front of you, loving Christ and hopefully being the dominoes in other people's lives. And I... I think, thank you. Praise to God. Praise to God. And I'm so, I feel so blessed whenever I look back and I think about it. I think about where I could have ended up and what life could have become and how he's blessed me and my family so much. And mine's one story and I look across here and I see story after story. And I know some of your stories because I've been here for a while and I know you. And I see how those dominoes took place in your life and how they're still taking place. And it's pretty awesome to be part of. And as we look into the scripture today, we see the story of two dominoes falling. And I just want to touch these and then on, on these real quick here in Acts chapter 16. And I want to invite one of our own to come and share her story with us. But as we look in the book of Acts chapter 16, the first story is of a woman named Lydia. And the context here is the Apostle Paul, he's traveling around, he's evangelizing, he's taking the good news of Jesus Christ out uh, to the Gentiles and to the, to the nations surrounding. And he wants to get into Asia, our modern day Eastern Turkey. And he's trying and he's trying and the Spirit keeps thwarting him away from that. And I'll, I'll take a time out just to kind of apply this to us a little bit because I think we can grab something from just that fact. And that's this, that never does a domino bow without the work of the Spirit. And, you know, as we're talking about influencing others' lives, not everybody's going to fall under our influence. People will resist our efforts to tilt them towards Christ. And we see through the Scriptures that, that nobody can come to Christ except by the pull of the Spirit, okay? So we can't cause people to be saved, But there is some responsibility there. And I'll get back to that. So Paul has a dream of a man saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And he has this dream. And it wasn't in his plan. It wasn't part of his agenda. He did not want to go over there. It wasn't wasn't what he was trying and trying and trying to do. But he followed the Spirit. He followed the prompting of the Spirit anyways. And he obeyed. And so they landed on the coastal Roman town of Philippi. And on the Sabbath... There was no synagogue there, so they found a place outside the city gates where they found uh, some of the local Jewish residents that they would do their Sabbath prayers there. And it was there that he met Lydia. And Lydia was a businesswoman from Asia who had traveled there to deal uh, her wares, and her wares were in purple cloth. And having listened to Paul's story of his conversion, she was sitting there listening to Paul give his testimony, basically. That was the domino that tilted her towards Christ because the, the scriptures tell us that Lydia put her faith then in Jesus. And not only did she put her faith in Jesus, her conversion caused a domino effect to the rest of her household because as she moved from that situation, she went back to her home and, and uh, her children came to faith and her household servants came to faith, her employees came to faith, all because she came to faith Because Paul was sharing his testimony. And you see how the dominoes fall and affect each other. The thought I want to pull out of that is. Is that God honors the prayers. Of parents for children. And of children for parents. She was able to pass something on to her household. And as we're talking about family today. You know, I loved how you opened that service up and just pointed to the fact that we are a family here, aren't we? At Riverside. But it's not just the Riverside family. We're part of a larger family and that's God's kingdom. God honors the prayers of parents for children and children for parents. God moves in mysterious ways. And often it's in our trying times that his spirit works most effectively second story is about a trying time it's about a jailer it's about a jailer who put paul in prison we continue the story in acts chapter 16 because paul and silas they set a slave girl free and they find themselves in jail for it so they were in little literal jail they were spiritually free so they spent their time praying they spent their time singing to god and in the presence of their captive audience which were fellow prisoners and a prison guard Then this earthquake happens, and maybe you've heard the story, right? The earthquake happens, and the chains come loose, and the jailer is is fearing for his life because he fears the punishment of these escaped prisoners, and Paul calms his fears, and the jailer opens his heart to Jesus. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, and this is the key verse really for today, and it's this, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household, Let's say that together. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. It's easy to say that you believe in Jesus when everything is going easy, right? Whenever you're not put to the test. Yes, yeah, I love God. He's awesome. Yeah. You know, I see my life. I'm blessed. This is great. Go, Jesus. That's easy. But can you praise Jesus when things go south? Can you give glory to God when your world gets turned upside down? When your world is shattered and shaken? How do you respond when people oppose you? That's when our faith is put to the test. And I want to say this. That all of us have influence on others around us. All of us are influencing people. You might be sitting here today and saying, I don't want to influence people. And I will say, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Because you are. And that's how it is. Okay? Deep, isn't it? But how, you know, how you influence people... Isn't just when things are going hunky dory peachy keen, it's also and probably mostly when life is difficult. How you respond to those who oppose you speaks volumes to those who are watching you. Because we're all being watched by somebody, and that's how we have influence on their lives. And people are particularly watching when things aren't all peachy keen. Are they? The thought is this. It's in our trying times that our witness of Jesus of Jesus is most profound. It's in our trying times. It's in those times that are unfair and are misfortunate times that our witness of Jesus is most profound. And we can see the domino effect taking place through those times. I can personally tell you You know, as part of this family that I've seen part of our family go through horrible times. I've been there with you whenever some of us have lost loved ones. When things were difficult, when we've gotten diagnoses, when we were in the hospital. And you've been there with each other, haven't you? That's what a family does. And it's in those times where it's encouraging to see... Strong faith in action. It blesses me. It encourages me. It increases my faith. It influences me. And I hope that it does for each of you too. We see the domino effect in Philippi that took place in this Acts chapter 16 story. We see it in Paul's letter later, in Paul's letter to the Philippians. Apparently the dominoes of the jailer's household must have started some kind of domino effect to others in Philippi because years later... When Paul was incarcerated in Rome, Paul writes this most joyful letter to the Philippian church. And I just want to read a little bit of it from Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. It says this, I thank my God every time I remember you. And all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have all of you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. So I love that. There's a church family because of the dominoes that fell in the town of Philippi as we read in Acts chapter 16. And I see, I believe that everybody has a story Everybody who has found their faith has found their faith and there's some kind of string of events that have led to that point. That every one of us who have come to faith in Christ Jesus there was this domino effect in our lives. And I encourage you to think about what that is. That's good to reflect on. Think about what is my story? How did I come to faith in Christ? We've asked Jane Siccone to come share her story today. And as Jane's coming, I just want to introduce her to you. And let's give her a big round of applause. Welcome her. Jane and her husband Warren came to Riverside whenever it was just a small group meeting in Penn Hills 30 years ago. And I think you're going to be inspired by what she has to share with us today today. Uh, Jane, I just want to ask you as you're sharing, you know, what does this verse, Acts chapter 16, 31, and she's going to tell you about that, what does it mean to you? And then tell us how the dominoes fell in your household.
1: Well, I may as well start at the beginning. See, I was born into a poor family, and um, my dad was in his 50s, my mom's in her 40s, and we lived in the sticks, I call it, because it was way out in the country. And uh, it was a hunting camp, it had four rooms two up, two down. There was a dirt cellar and uh, a stovepipe up through the middle of the house for uh, heat. Cold running water, no bathroom. I remember dark, dreary, cold, lonely. That's what I remember. And I had two sisters, but they were eight and nine years older than me. And so I was alone a lot. I was plagued with many fears, fear of the dark. I would run from a dark room to a lighted room. I mean, run. I was afraid of being alone. And I was outside. If I was alone, I'd, I'd run to where there was somebody else. So I was afraid of just about everything. And there was a little bit of lack of a love and affection in our house. I can't say totally, but it came in spurts. And um, there was a lot of turmoil. You know, we did go to church, and I was dedicated to the Lord when I was a baby. But that church stuff never seemed to get home with us. There was a lot of yelling and carrying on. And so all the security I might have felt kind of just fizzled away. My mother tried, but you know what? She was too busy. She had so much on her plate we lived on a small farm. She had so much work to do, and, um, she was also sick quite a bit. But Domino, the Lord filled in the cracks, those cracks that I needed with some people. A next-door neighbor, her name was Bucky, and I loved her to death, and she loved me back. And I had an aunt, an aunt, an uncle, Aunt Nanny, Uncle Vic, and my cousin Memo. And, um, They gave me such warmth and security. I was there as much as I possibly could be. And it was a warm, clean, nice house. And so those cracks were filled in to this frightened little girl. Domino. This is a situational one. At the age of 15, the state bought our property to make a state park. So moving to a small town called Homer City... I got four more rooms, but this time there was a bathroom carpet, and I had a closet in my bedroom. Not too many clothes in it, but got lots of them now, and and another domino fell. I met my one true love, Warren, and he became my life. Well, my insecurities were many, resulting in several nervous breakdowns as a teenager and a teenage marriage, age 17, and he was 18, and a baby on the way. Oops, how did that happen? Um, That wasn't immaculate conception. But what a precious boy God gave us, you know, and he still is. Another domino. However, Thanks to my mother-in-law, who loved that little baby, I was able to come and go as I pleased, and I was keeping up with that always-moving Warren. Well, our life at that time was a party life. That's what we did. Party, party, party. Lots of it. A lot of it was at my cousin's house. um, But it came a point where Uh, My cousin got divorced from this girl, Cheryl, and the party moved elsewhere. However, Domino, I was driving by that old party house one day, and something said, stop and see Cheryl, my ex-cousin. So over a cup of tea, excuse me, she shared Jesus, and Jesus this, and Jesus that, and Jesus everything. And I tried my best, To change the subject and in exasperation, she said to me, in the name of Jesus, be quiet. Well, guess what? In the name of Jesus, I was quiet. And I let her talk and she invited me to a Bible study on Friday night at a local church. Well, Friday nights happened to be Warren's night out alone, so I had nothing better to do. Grandma had the baby, and so Warren would drop me off at the church, and I'd get a ride home. Domino. I walked into a room full of, well, I wasn't sure what, but I was bathed in the most wonderful feeling that I had ever experienced. Love exuded from these people, and they accepted me as one of their own. Now, this was during the charismatic movement. So if you don't know what that is, I suggest you Google that, and then you'll find out and you'll have an idea. I can't have time to tell you about it. Bonus domino, however. The real word, the first real word that I heard was from a young preacher from Pittsburgh that they had brought in for this Bible study. Well, his name was Joseph Garlington, and he's from Covenant Church of Pittsburgh. And if you don't know that, you can Google that as well. And now he was a fiery preacher, young man at that time, 75 it was. And um, it, w- it was awesome to sit under that teaching. And I tell you, I sat there, but I wasn't aware of my sinfulness. Even as I sat in tears at every meeting, I was only aware of God's love me. And you know what? I wanted whatever they had. So one night, some men prayed for me. And I received Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, it was like God, he turned me upside down and he shook out all the bad and he put in all the good stuff. Because I wanted it all. I eventually got an understanding Of my sin nature and how that all worked. You know, but don't let that stop you. Don't let your lack of understanding stop you from coming to Jesus because he'll work out all the rest. Just get under the blood of Jesus. Okay, now the fun starts. I had warned here at home he wanted no part of my newfound joy. But I was so in love with my new life. I read the Bible, Bible constantly, and I was continued to attend that Bible study. Domino. As a child, you know, I was always too small, too young, or I'd never finish anything. I didn't get much encouragement. So with a little bit of confidence, I started to attend IUP. I got excellent grades, and I found out that I wasn't stupid after all. But during this time, Warren and I had bought a small house, and we remodeled it, moved in. Warren was climbing the corporate ladder at PPG Industries, and we had just celebrated our eighth anniversary. I thought life was smooth sailing. Domino. Warren had some late nights out, later nights out. Soon brought suspicion, and my confrontation confirmed my suspicions— there was another woman. Now don't go covering your mouth and go oh, because guess what scripture says? In Matthew 12:30 it says, "Whoever is not with me is against me." Think about that. Many people we know, they're not with God. They're against God. And you have to remember I was not the same person anymore. 2 Corinthians 5.17, that's the butterfly shirt, says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So I didn't fit in his life at this point. Now you can cover your mouth in awe because here was my response to this news. Via the Holy Spirit, I take no credit. My response was, I forgive you, and I love you. Now, remember the past I told you about? I'd had several nervous breakdowns. None here. I was cool, calm, and collected. I was secure in the arms of Jesus, and I knew it. No crying, no pleading, not quite the expected reaction. So one night, he couldn't take it anymore, And out he went, carrying all his stuff. And I just watched. I had an album. But I I reassured my little boy, who's sitting there watching the whole thing. I said, don't worry, everything will be okay. Jesus has this under control, and Daddy will be back soon. And here's the key scripture that God dropped into my heart. Acts 16, 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved and your household. Now, this wasn't just a teeny little word that I just read over. No, this was leached into my spirit and nothing could change my mind. Even though others around were starting to give up on the whole thing, like you deserve better. Oh, maybe God has another plan for your life. You know what? I would just smile and think, you got this, God. Dominoes, at this time, God put several key people in my life to help me, to teach me during this time. I had some spiritual p- parents that God put to, to cover me and to love me and to give me some security Mildred and Bill. And I had Cheryl. She was my go to girl, my ex cousin. And um, Lou Brady. God, I thank God for Lau Brady. He taught me how to pray. He taught me how to do spiritual warfare. You know, I went to his house one night where I was going to go to a Bible study. It was a Bible study where about 20 people showed up all the time. It was a, it was a weekly thing. Do you know not one person showed up but me? Not one. And he looked at me and he said, Jane, I think the Lord has something to tell us. And that's where I learned a whole lot about sport, spiritual world, warfare, how to pray. You know what? I was in an all-out war because we don't struggle against flesh and blood. And so I spent days in prayer. Now, I don't mean just an hour or two a day. I'm talking days, all day in prayer and fasting. And even then, I didn't even know what fasting was, but I was fasting because I was too busy praying. I didn't need to eat. I had some bonus. I lost some weight. The other bonus was Jesus also delivered me at that time from fear of the dark, fear of being alone, pretty much fear in general. And God performed so many supernatural, amazing, miraculous things during that time, I wish I had time to tell you. But then domino, three months down the road, it's PPG was closing its doors in Indiana, PA, and my phone rings one night and Warren was on the line, and he'd been offered a job in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, only three people in that place had been offered jobs, and he was one of them. And he wanted to know if I would go with him. And my answer was, well, yes, of course, but with one condition, that I would be the only woman in your life. Well, he said rather growly. That's what I meant. (laughs) So, That same night, he comes home carrying all his possessions back in the house. I didn't help Ben either. (laughs) Now, I wasn't entirely thrilled with the whole thing because I had a different plan than God. Because I wanted him back saved, sanctified, and ready to serve Jesus. But that was not quite the case. So as we moved to Charlotte and to Winston-Salem, we went kind of both those places you know what? Warren became a quieter, gentler man. And he told me that my actions were a big part in his change. And unlike my conversion experience with everything I wanted at all, Warren asked Jesus into his heart one night lying on the couch. And his walk was a gradual one as he tried and tested the steps of Jesus. Domino, the Lord has used Warren to encourage me to step out and use the gifts and talents that I've been given all the while staying in the shadows. He just loved me and supported me. And for years, every morning, I have watched this man get up and the first thing he does is go to his Bible Read his Bible, pray, and put God first. Warren, I love you. And I thank God for keeping you in my life. This year, on November 4th, Warren and I will celebrate 51 years of marriage. (laughs) To God be the glory for great things he has done.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, Jane and and Warren, for sharing with us today and encouraging our faith, and I want to just say that from Jane and Warren's all-in faith in Jesus, since those dominoes fell that Jane talked to you about, I've seen dominoes fall, as I've known in the past 17 years or so. Through their spiritual leadership, countless dominoes have been tilted toward Christ because Jane, you were saved and so was your household. And what a powerful word that is and what, how powerful it is to have watched what has happened since then. Jane and Warren have touched the lives of many people over the years. Especially over the years that I've known them, I can say that, you know, I can, I can look to lives that have been touched by their faithful service, their weekly visitation ministry at the jailhouse or to our leading events or influencing even many of us who are sitting in this church family today, you've been touched by Warren and Jane. And so you see with me how their lives were dominoes how this message really does go forth and i'm encouraged as i've watched the domino effect in your lives too as you've lived out the faith that you have over the years that i've known some of you many of you it's been encouraging to me it's been something that has built my faith up and um I've been thinking about this a lot lately. <laughs> I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for you Riverside. <laughs> I came out of college with my wife Carrie and I came here to Riverside in 2001 and what a journey it's been And this church and you my friends, my brothers, and my sisters have been foundation in my life. Each of us has a story. We got to where we got because of the people before us. Our faith is what it is today because of what has happened behind us. But you see, I'm a forward looker. I don't just camp out on today because there are stories ahead of us, church. You know, I look across this room today and I see empty seats. And I try to look forward to the future and I see those seats filled with new faces. I see those seats filled with your brothers and your sisters and your co-workers and your peers that you go to school with and your friends in the community that you rub shoulders with and your neighbors. And that excites me because we still have the opportunity to let our dominoes fall and to affect the people around us because we have influence on people's lives you matter, you're important people are watching you, people look up to you believe it or not, they do and when you live that strong faith that you have in Christ Jesus and you live that out and you walk that out in a world like this right? people take notice and you don't know what their future is going to hold You don't know what lives you're going to touch and maybe someday at the end of it all you'll look back and you'll have the privilege of somebody telling you that your life made a difference in their lives but that's not going to be the case most of the time. Most of the time we just keep walking on by faith because that's what God did and that's what he wants us to do. It's not that complicated. It's really not. So my question is for you actually two questions this morning. one is who might be the receptive audience to your story and that's something to think about that's something to take with you who has god put in your life in your life who are the people around you that you can influence and the second question is this what dominoes are yet to tilt towards jesus from your influence and that's not a question that we're going to answer today. That's a question to spur on something in your life. That's a, that, I ask that question to empower you and to inspire you and to infuse you with, I'm a domino and I want to tilt somebody towards Jesus. So I ask you to bow your hearts with me, family. Let's pray. Thank you for the many people and a long line of dominoes that have tilted us towards your son, Jesus. We pray now about the influence that our lives will have on others for the next domino to tilt towards Jesus, whether that's our children or it's our parents or our spouse or our friends, our co-workers or our neighbors, whoever it is that you've put in our lives, Lord, We pray for those domino effects to take place. We pray for lives to come to you and know you and for people all around us to stop living for themselves and start living for you. To not put our faith in ourselves, but to put our faith in you, our perfect, holy, loving and gracious God may we remain faithful in our relationship with you and may we remain faithful to the calling that you've put on our lives to influence the others around us for your glory and yours alone and it's in your name we submit ourselves In the name of Jesus we pray